husband and wife couples, do they work in business? Well, this couple do. Not in just any business though, in a multi-million dollar business. Kane and Alicia Minkers, come and join us on the Spencer Lodge podcast in partnership with the awesome Najahi, and they share with us their secrets to making their relationship work whilst being business partners and having a blooming family, for goodness sake. Cue the music, you'll enjoy this one. So, Kane, thanks for coming back on the show and thanks for being in your very glamorous wife. <laughs> Thank you. I know, I know there's a lot of people out there wondering how on earth it happened, but uh, obviously the chemistry was good between the both of you. <laughs> Look, begging seems to really work. You're just going to be persistent. <laughs> now, you, you guys are, I don't know another couple that do what you do from stage. Okay, here it's at very complex. Thing, you know, Rich, <laughs> not another couple either. You, you don't, no? no, there's, there's almost. I don't think there's anybody else in the world that does what we do. And what, and and not, and not, not like we're the best. It's just I just don't think anybody else does it. Oh, well, I think it, I think actually it's quite a difficult thing to do because of potential choreographing and stuff like that. Hmm. And it's either something that you've rehearsed a million times, or actually you've got such a sense for each other. <laughs> <and you've>, <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad it comes across that way. <laughs> Definitely not the first one. <laughs> Don't yeah. say that. Let, let's leave it there. <laughs> there were a couple of moments today where you went, yeah, okay, Kate, you can carry on. <laughs> but you, you mean the, the work that you've done all over the world. I mean, I, I've known you in a year and I've seen you here, I think, four times already in the last year. Now you That's live in right. Italy and you live in the United States. So, you know, you're a long way away from here, really, aren't you? Mm. But you keep coming in. What are, what are the people like in, in the UAE? How are they different to the other crowds that you talk to? And, and what's, what's better and what's worse? Let's be honest about it. Yeah. <laughs> Do I start with what's better? <laughs> I'll, I'll do what's worse. You're <laughs> <is> the American. <laughs> <laughs> Leave all the dirty work to me. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's great. So what we really love about the UAE is the... Hummus. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that. But it's uh, how many cultures come together here. Yeah. I know, so we really love that um, element of... Uh, how everybody works together and lives together and how this sparks a lot of creativity, innovation, um, and just, you know, that desire to keep evolving together. So that's something we love a lot. One of our passion is really, you know, doing business internationally and getting really deep into the cultures, the different cultures, understanding the belief systems, understanding, you know, what is actually moving them forward and what is holding them back which for every culture is slightly different so that's something we're very passionate about and here we found in one very tiny country so many different cultures working together so it, it, it's very interesting to notice and to be part of that and to understand how to really help you know everybody grow together yeah. while you know kind of helping them individually now you you kind of do something that i don't see anybody else do it's kind of like it's a very holistic approach to helping people grow their business it's exactly it actually and so when you look at that holistic approach i'm sure that in different countries there's different things that people want more than other things would that be fair that's okay. totally so, correct so what do they want more here in the UAE, what do you notice that they want more of here? Is it, you know, is it, is it, is it branding? Is it, is it, is it speaking from stage? Is it, you know, well, I mean, I can go on for the next ten minutes explaining what you do, but can you just give us an idea? Well, I, um, what they want, I actually don't see, is so different around the world. I think everybody wants to make an impact. Yeah, they want to be able to live a life that they're. Uh, 
they're passionate about, yeah. doing what they think is their purpose, yeah. and making a difference and making enough money to feel like they are living a nice life, able to contribute to the people they love, secure and take care of their families, things like that. That's pretty universal. Uh, we're in 32 countries a year. We train around 50 to 60,000 business owners every year and have for over a decade. So those, that's very, very common across the world. Uh, what is a little different is the values of getting there and the things that are sort of drivers or motivations, uh, those are different across different cultures. And that's something that we have been very passionate about understanding and learning because, you know, it's always, we always get a little chuckle when someone says, oh, I'm a global business. We say, oh, really? What do you mean? They say, well, I got a website up and people across the world can see me. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, people can visually see you, but understanding cultures is something we're very deeply passionate about. So we've spent, you know, over a decade, 200 days a year, we're traveling to different countries, spending time with our students, understanding what's going on, what's working and not working. And the reason is, is that it helps us understand trends that are working in areas where we can bring those trends back to other cultures and say, look, in Sweden, they're doing this, it's working great. In the UAE, they're doing this, it's working great. And it hasn't come to France yet, or it hasn't come to America yet. Let's try that, because you can get ahead and there's a, an old saying from a great mentor of ours, uh, you know, Mr. Richard Branson, who is, if you really want to get rich, you got to figure out where the world is headed and get there first. It's really interesting you say that because there's always parts of the world that, are, that, are, that have just got somewhere. With tech, for example, they've got somewhere first. And we always used to look at the U.S. as being a, a lot more advanced than we are here. Mm. People would say, you know, Dubai is five years behind the U.S. But then they would say, Abu Dhabi is five years behind Dubai. And stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, the, that's the battle that goes on. But, it's but, a little but, bit like Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, <laughs> right? Yeah, probably, probably there's always right. got to be a Dubai. That challenge actually really helps the evolution, though, right? Yeah. It's actually a very healthy challenge. Now, you, you see that and having the opportunity to see that and then bring that to an audience beforehand, it's like, it's almost like you've got a head start on everybody else. Anybody <laughs> else that's learning, you have though, because you could bring something to my business that I might not know about because you're being exposed to it before me. There's a, there's, a, the... there's a lot of problems we've seen in your business that we like to address. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of the value that we bring to our community and part of the value that our community brings to, you know, itself and community members bring to each other is the fact that it's such a global community, like 32 different countries, mm -hmm. business owners contributing to one community. It's very powerful because they can share what has been working and not working in their businesses and in their countries or cultures. And therefore that exchange makes everybody stronger because again, that knowledge helps them get ahead of their local mm -hmm. competitors. Now, we've seen over the last, probably the last five or ten years, the whole women pushing forward in business and growing and becoming more impactful. But, but my life has always been women. All of my businesses are run by women. My I'm five businesses. My life has always been women. That's like <laughs> my, my parents got the We divorce. have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it in the best possible way. So my, my mom and dad got divorced when I was seven. Dad went bankrupt. Mom had to bring us up. Hmm. And us and the kids up. And she had three jobs. And so a strong, powerful woman in my life, yeah? Hmm. And then in my businesses, I find women are more effective at running businesses than men. That's what I found with my businesses. But what I find really interesting is at these events, more, when, I'm, when you're on stage talking, I'm in the audience talking to people, and people are saying to me, how do I get on that stage? Yeah. But you know what? It's not men, it's women. Yeah. I want to get on that stage. I want to do that. And when they see people like you get up there, it's like, I really want to do it now. Hold on a minute. There's, 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 there's a gauge. There's something ahead of me. There's a marker. And so I noticed that people want to, women want to be up there more than anybody else. Well, even because women have historically and still are not very well represented on stage, unfortunately. I mean, every conference that we were going to in here, um, I was, me and Ona, Les's daughter, were mm -hmm. the only two women advertised for this event. So um, still to this day, 
90% of the speakers, at least at every event, are men. And when we look at the audience, the proportion is completely, you know, inverse. Because, in audience, right, yeah. it's, it's 70, 80, 90% of women inside, in some of the audiences, all listening to men. So obviously there is that desire of actually, you know, changing that and being more visible up there and more represented. We know, we just know that in households, women generally, okay, are more dominant than men than in many marriages, okay, with your personality, I know for sure, okay, those scales are different level. But uh, <laughs> I say nothing. <laughs> but when, when, we, when we see that in business, then there is, there is that challenge. Tell me about you two living together and then working together. How do you, how do you act? We actually don't live together because it's easier. Give me honesty. Hold on, before you tell the story, I want you just to be really honest about this. I think this is really important. Okay, good. We were delivering an event in Hawaii last week. I'm not sure I know this yet, so I'm listening. Go ahead. What are we going to share? We um, <laughs> we arrived on day three at the event, and somebody brought us a gift. Now that gift was two knives, a very <laughs> peculiar <laughs> gift, right? My comment was, "Oh my gosh, Kate, that's so good that they didn't give it to us yesterday. We didn't need to have it last night because it would have been very, very dangerous." <laughs> so yeah, we had like a knockdown argument the night before. <laughs> So you hide the knives. <laughs> I think he had them already, and it was like, she better doesn't see them. <laughs> so, so how, how, how does it work, really, though? Because you, you're, you're definitely, I mean, look, we all see you on stage. We see the performing, the, the delivering, the kind of like the sharing, and you, you have a, a job to do and a business to run. But, but come on, there must be times where you sit down at home and, and it can be frustrating being married because you're in each other's pockets for a huge amount of time, aren't you? Whereas in my life, you know, I go to work during the day. And I come home in the evening and I see my wife, she's done her thing separately and I've done my thing separately. So I think this is actually why there's not a lot of couples that do what we do. Because actually it takes a very um, evolved uh, person to um, deal with me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, so Alyssa and I actually have uh, tattoos on our arms that indicate that we're soulmates. Uh, we have the same tattoo. It's not as easy to show mine, but um, the point is, is that we actually feel like we're really the same person, which was amazing because we met when I was 36 and she was 30, right? Roughly like that. Roughly. And, and so we were, you know, more in our adult lives and we had actually uh, followed very similar tracks, our health, our fitness, our mindset, the, the personal development work we had done. We had done, you know, almost two decades of personal development individually. And we came together and when we even met in the moment, it was like two souls that just you know, had been together. We always said we felt like we had spent lifetimes together. And that's how we feel. We, we joke that we're, uh, what is it, anima gemella, which is <laughs> Italian for twin, twin flames or twin souls. So I think that there's a very unique connection and we, we really do, we have a lot of respect for each other. I think she's absolutely magnificent and brilliant and she is. Um, and I think the feeling's mutual. Um, and uh, we both have spent a lot of time understanding how to respect and engage in partnerships. So we've run a lot of companies uh, prior. I mean, that's our background as an entrepreneurship. Uh, together we've run over 40 companies and we've always had partners and we've often also worked with family. Yeah. And so the dynamic with family. Your family. Well, well we different did. families, but our, our family. <laughs> I was working with her family before I knew her. <laughs> Each one with our family. Uh, you know, one of my businesses before that was actually a family business. 
So if you think that working with your husband is tough, try wow. working with your parents. Really? You work with mom and dad? That's like a walk yeah. in the park. <laughs> and today, um, my sister runs, she's our CEO. She runs our company with us. And my father is our CFO. Really? Yes. And so it's really, and in her family, she was and both her parents. the real boss is our eight months old that comes with us. Our, our five-year-old daughter, know. she's the real boss. <laughs> okay. So it's really a family affair. A family but that, like, I didn't know that. That really is a family affair. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And it takes a special kind of couple to be able to really make that work. Yeah. So it's so, not just this, but it's everything, right? You know, we were, yeah. we were just, with, just with Dean Graziosi, who's partners yeah, with Tony Robinson, yeah. and we were doing interviews with him, and he actually paused and said, you two are so cute together. And he says to the camera, he says, and they're actually like that off camera, too. <laughs> and I said, you barely know us, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and the, the point is, actually, we are very much like that. How we are on stage is actually very much how we're off stage. Alyssa and I rarely fight. Uh, we do, we have, I mean, rarely. But when we do, we have, you know, she's Italian, passionate. Well, we do, um, you know, like... Yeah, when we do, it blows up. Um, but it's rare. And I think it is very important. When we're on stage, we also have to really, being a duo on stage, where it's not scripted. We're not scripted at all. Uh, we've always worked off of improv. It's not rehearsed either. No rehearsal. <laughs> no. no, no. We just, we, we just, it's we very of, polished. Well, and, and we've Instinctively spent... Instinctively so, We've yeah. done it many, many times. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we do, you know, hundreds of events every single year. Well, so. and we discuss each time, how can we do it better and really be more effective for the audience? Because we're there to serve the audience. We're there to teach and make sure they get a lot. And of course, they're not there to serve us. We can't have our stuff on stage. We need to be a synced message and a synced team to make sure we're more effective for them. And I think having that duo is very effective when it works. So we spend a lot of time understanding and, and Alessia's super feminine and I'm a very masculine personality. So that dynamic works well on stage. Um, because they get that, they get the masculine, feminine mm -hmm. approach. She's European, I'm American, so there's that, that global difference and cultural you know, different values. Difference. Yeah. So we're, it's a very dynamic thing and it all comes down to respect. You yeah, know, well, I think it's respect and it's really commitment. Um, commitment really to, to, to communicating. Mm. Um, because I mean, things can get a little bit heated up sometimes, uh, but there is that um, commitment from both of us to really be in communication and and work through things. Mm -hmm. So well, she's amazing. I mean, you know, when I met her seven years ago, she didn't speak English. <laughs> did you know? I she didn't speak not. English. I, I mean, she, just a little bit, just enough to kind of you know get us to the nice places. Um, but <laughs> she, you know, when I met her, she we could barely communicate. We used a lot of Google Translate to, to get along, and um, she's such a fast integrator. This is her fifth language. English is her fifth language. And so when we're, and, and I actually, you know, I, I had uh, developed uh, this company in my speaking career. I was on huge stages. I met her. She was in the audience of a 3,000 person uh, arena. <laughs> I was on stage with Robert and Kim Kiyosaki teaching. This is true, really. This yeah, is yeah, she was true. in the audience. This is true. And I'm in the audience I was, saying. I was running uh, my businesses in Italy and my coach at that time told me to come to an event, an event just like the one we are at right now. Yeah, so kind of like, like a, a, a multi-speaker event. And I had literally never been to one. And to this day, I've never gone to an event other than the ones that I've spoken at. <laughs> so I got kind of, you know, thrown into this whole situation. Um, and at some point, Kim came on stage. There's a little bit more, Rebecca. Her coach says to her, come to this event. You never know who you're going to meet. She says, no, I don't want to go to the man. He goes, what if you meet the man of your dream? She says, I'm never going to meet the man of my dreams at an event like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, but was, was, it, was the attraction, was it like straight away? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like... She has to say that. <laughs> okay, was the attraction straight away? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like electric. Yeah? Electricity, as soon as yeah. you saw it. It was instant yeah. soulmate connection, instant. We only, we only spoke for five minutes before he left. 
Because like, you obviously, because you, you didn't speak much English either. Well, so. there wasn't that much to talk, right? Yeah. Because, <laughs> it was good as a kiss. Well, so, uh, so we I was on stage. together, like literally. Yeah, I was on stage and we offered a program and people had questions. So we had to take all the participants out into a hallway and, and answer their questions. And she comes walking by and she gives me a big wink. Like Just <laughs> well, walking by. More or less. Well, that's what I saw. I don't know. What happened. <laughs> it could have been like this. She said something in her eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, and she, she, she's like that. He's like, I thought it was a wink. <laughs> right. And she is walking by, and I'm stuck. So I, I stick up my hand and I, you know, say, "Come on, come on, come on. He is, he is waved he at me, and I said, "I'm not a waiter. Like I'm not going to a man. It just, you know, waves me yeah. over." What? I thought I'm being that? all smooth, and she's telling, she's like, "What am I, a dog? I'm not going to a man that's calling me." <laughs> so her friend says, "Go talk to him." Right. So she comes over and, and uh, she says, you know, are, you know, are you Jeff or Kane? Which I was presenting on that guy. And we just started talking. We had two minutes. That was all we talked. And I got her card and we started connecting. But it was instant electricity. Like, you know those moments where you yeah. just know, right? Yeah. And, and you had asked earlier about decisions. Why do people make decisions? And I think it's, it's that intuitive sense of you know. The question is, are you willing to take the action? And this is something that we have conditioned ourselves and we condition our audiences to say, you know, stop knowing but not doing. Because after knowing comes fear. Mm -hmm. And we have conditioned ourselves to take action fast because we know that if we sit around and we think about it, we're just going to start the doubt and the fear and the concerns. So when I met her, the, one of my first questions was, is, are you open to having children away from your parents, away from Italy? And Seriously, they, one of the first questions. Oh, yeah. 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 I, just, I, I knew, right? Just, I was like, are you okay You're getting married and moving? <laughs> well, and that, it's, were you a bit taken back so by we, that? We, we spent five minutes together, right? Then You didn't find a room at that time, though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We started to text and, and email and message, you know, with Google Translate, etc. Yeah, yeah. And like less than 24 hours after we met, he had left, he, he went on for, you know, he, it was a whole part of a tour, so he moved on. I received this text like, how would you feel about having kids away from your family? And I was like, is this man really asking that? Like 24 <laughs> hours after we met? Like, how did, that, how did that, I'll be honest, how did that actually make you feel? That once you got past, is he really asking it? Did he make you feel really warm inside? Ah, uh, well, yeah, of course. That part <laughs> yeah. of, is he really asking that? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, she didn't quite understand the question because I had a, a child already. So I was asking her, how do you feel about having the child <laughs> oh, having your while child. you're away from the parents? <laughs> can you babysit? <laughs> I can talk for hours about your relationship. <laughs> right, let's just talk about how we help people here. We're here at Najahi's event, Jing 3.0. You were here last year and you've been, as I said, him many times. You're doing this all over the world. How are you helping people? What are you doing? How do we help people? Mm. <laughs> my, my father's still wondering what we do. <laughs> he has no idea. Um, here, here's how we help people. I mean, it, so Leslie and I have gone through the the success and the tears and you know the, the goods and the bads of running businesses. Mm -hmm. What we help people do is have a softer <laughs> approach to a softer right, yeah, a smoother right to getting to success. Um, really what we're doing is we're helping people take what they love to do in their lives and create businesses that serve their hearts and their passions and their lives and their wallets mm -hmm. so they can put all of it together because I think a lot of people in the last generations grew up believing you had to sacrifice for certain things. Mm -hmm. I think women often, as Alessia says, they feel like they have to sacrifice their careers for their families or their children. Our parents felt like they had to sacrifice maybe in their relationships or with their businesses or their, they had to sacrifice their passions for their careers, something stable. And it's just not our generation. Our generation is not about sacrifice. Our generation is about creating and having it all. 
So what I think we do is we help re-encode people from an education of you have to sacrifice to create it all. And that comes in the form of business for us, is to learn how to take what you love to do and turn it into products or services, find people across the world you can serve, and make money helping people. Yeah. And really, you know, have businesses that ultimately serve the lifestyle that people want to have. You know, so often we meet people, whether they are, um, you know, wanting to start a business because they want to create a certain freedom and lifestyle for themselves, or sometimes they are in a business already and they feel stuck. They feel like they are serving the business instead of the business serving them mm -hmm. in order to you know, create the lifestyle they want. So we turned it around and we helped them really create businesses that are um, you know, helping them accelerating that creation yeah. uh, and therefore experiencing more of what they want in life. So the best part is when we you know, engage with our students uh, and you know, people that we work with and we get all these stories about how their life has changed um, I mean, I have a sweet spot for kids. I mean, I'm a mom and cool. I have a sweet spot <laughs> this for is kids. Good. <laughs> so for me, every time, you know, somebody comes back and, and tells me how, you know, their family life has changed and their kids now go to private school or they're taking them on trips all over the world and that wasn't possible for them. It was something that was not part of the reality. It's, you know, it's, it's a tangible kind of experience of how our work has really impacted that family and therefore you know their whole community very often there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that get into being an entrepreneur because they've been in a certain industry they feel that maybe they could set up on their own and do it better themselves and they want to you know want to be in control of their destiny mm -hmm. and they they buy into the having more freedom and having more wealth on the back of doing it themselves but the majority of them fail let's mm. be honest about it well that's um, when when we meet them in our rooms like normally they're a few months or years into that and they've discovered that you know they, not, they don't they don't have much more freedom yeah. than before actually very often uh, less you know they have less we had mm. you know one woman actually during our last event here that she stood up on day one and she said uh, you know, I've started my own business, etc. And now I think I actually had more freedom before when at five o'clock I was done and the weekends were off. And now instead I'm working all the time mm. and I'm, you know, I'm working for very little money. Mm. And so I feel like I'm, I'm busier and more almost a slave of my business right but now. This, this, I think the thing that stops people embracing the kind of stuff that you offer as much as they could, I think sometimes is ego and pride because For sure. they don't, it's like not wanting to admit defeat. And by reaching out to get someone to coach them and help them, sometimes that's putting your hands up on the white flag and saying, you know, I haven't been able to do it on my own. Sure. Well, and men it's especially. Interesting, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because there is actually an interesting dynamic. That's very often something that um, is stopping men um, is saying, you know, oh my gosh, like, my ego would be hurt if I accept somebody else's help. It means that I wasn't able to figure it out on my own. Um, for women, I think it's more of a matter of undervaluing themselves. And so really saying, do I really deserve that? Do I really deserve much more? Like, isn't mm, that enough? Yeah. Isn't that, should I be happy with what I have? Um, and so there is more of like a, a little bit, um, you know, a, as women, we tend to culturally being a little bit encoded that we should you know, we should be happy with what we have. We shouldn't actually play such big games. And, you know, it, it, it's subtle, but it comes from all sorts of, of, of places. Culturally, you know, family, etc. We are the ones that sacrifice themselves for the family and we are the ones that... So very often women are a little bit more 
cautious and they feel like, ah, like, should I really invest in myself? Like, um, maybe what I have is good enough, right? So there are different dynamics very often. And that's what we see very often in business, which is why it's so powerful to have, you know, Keynes brilliance and, you know, my part as well, because a man and a woman, Mm -hmm. uh, we can see things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can connect with different people and therefore help them get unstuck because men and women very often go through different sabotage patterns mm-hmm. in everything like whether it's marketing and therefore being visible whether it's sales and therefore building the community or asking for the money like different things are hard or different belief system come in the way of mm-hmm. men and women very often I mean it is generalized of course there are exceptions but we can see patterns um, and so that's very powerful when we can work together and help them unstuck. You've, you've done this for some years now. You've had great success helping many people. Where are you going? Where are you heading? What's your, what's your mission? I know, I know you could say more of the same. I want a but... vacation. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I want some cake. So uh, this for me is always, always something I'm really interested in. Okay, you, you hear you know, Tony Robbins, I want to serve this and that, blah, blah, blah. I want to know where you're going that's for me interesting where actually are you going is it, is it just more or is, or is there something somewhere a line a place so something that's very unique about alessia and i uh in terms of what we do in the industry is we actually both grew up in very wealthy families and we were very very wealthy early on and i know most people they, they hate they're like you know now they, they now they that. hate us right yeah. but actually it gave us a very interesting perspective that a lot of speakers educators trainers authors don't actually have and that is that we understood very early on that money was only going to deliver so much um, it was not gonna. Uh, it's not gonna be. It wasn't gonna deliver happiness. It wasn't gonna deliver fulfillment. It was just a. It was just a tool. So we we actually had very. Both of us have very little motivation around money. It's very very little. Uh, we've always been surrounded. And, and even when our businesses have gone through hard times, it's not that we haven't gone through hard times. We've certainly gone through super hard times with businesses. Or you know, I ended up at 20 years old, homeless and broke. And we've gone through money. You know, challenges. But we've never been driven by it. And so because of that, we've always just played games that seemed fun and challenging. And it's usually impact games. So whether we could bring uh, something out to the world and help more people, because it seems fun, um, or whether we would do stuff with charity. You know, we've raised millions for charities and just played those games to say, how can we do that? Um, Or whether we just enjoyed the satisfaction of challenging people or just uh, giving back to others what we received from having great mentors and advisors, or just the fortunate nature of, you know, being born in the families and the opportunities that we were born into. So we say, okay, how can we go back and serve? How can we serve more people? How can we do more fun things? How can we continue to build more wealth for our families as well? Because the more wealth you have, the more impact you can make. If we want to build schools, I mean, years ago we were working on, you know, building schools with Virgin mm, yeah. Unite and things like that. So it's really, to us, it's a lot about fun. That's one of our core values is how do we have a lot of fun? Um, and even when we're having fun and businesses are not going well, we're still connected to that. Are we having fun? Typically, if we're having fun, the businesses are going well. Yeah. And if we're not having fun, we, we can usually see them going. It's not tied to the money. It's actually tied to the, the fun. Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. driven a lot by how do we have fun and help people and serve people and just make a difference and contribute. It's a little bit of, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, talks about these six core needs, contribution, things like that. So where we're headed now is to continue to challenge ourselves to help more people. So we're moving into things around technology. Um, we're, we're opening different divisions of our company. Uh, we invest, it's one of our main things is we invest in business owners. We're not actually coaches, we're actually investors. What we actually do is we find business owners to partner with and invest in them because- And then help, this, them, help them build the business on the back exactly, of you. Exactly, yeah. Right. your money in it now, isn't That's it? That's right, yeah. yeah. So I mean, we're, you know, we're a portfolio business where, where we add businesses to our portfolio. It certainly develops our wealth, but it's allow, it allows us to help others help others. 
because we can't do everything ourselves. And something that we definitely learned by hanging out with people like Tony and Richard Branson over the years is if you wanna really go past what you can do, you need to be investing in other people and other companies and other opportunities. So that's really what we're up to. And the cool thing is we find some really cool businesses and really cool things, whether it's in health, alternative health, um, you know, we've worked with companies that are doing natural uh, weight loss with cryotherapy things and, you know, all sorts of cool stuff yeah. that helps and serve people at very natural levels. We're big natural <laughs> <laughs> maniacs about health and fitness and natural stuff. So we love finding companies, conscious companies, people that are up to serving people with their products or their services and then keep investing in them. So it's not like we have like a, a goal, like we want to, you know, we want to do a million whatever this year or serve a million people or, you know, feed mm -hmm. a, a hundred million people um, it's really just what's challenging and fun to us and then we kind of create those it's a really good games. way of looking at things really good way of looking at things look well, i could sit and talk to you two all afternoon but we have to go shortly but thank you so much for coming and taking time to talk thank to me you. i really appreciate both of you being here and it's really lovely to see the chemistry between you two <laughs> okay genuinely it is I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit jealous if i'm really honest <laughs> thank you so much for your time thank, thank you, you. Well, 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 Kane and Alicia, they were really great, weren't they? What a fantastic couple. How a husband and wife duo make a business work and also bring up a family and end up not going to war too often, as Kane mentioned earlier on. Look, if you're in business with your partner, you'll know the stresses and strains that people experience and you must have felt it sometimes yourself. Learning how to build a multi-million dollar business by offering mutual respect to each other, understanding the roles and responsibilities within the relationship. If you get it right, it works really well and Kane and Alicia really were a great example of that. Okay, now, I would really, really love you to do me a big favor, if you could. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, whatever podcasting app that you use, please, 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 it would mean the world to me if you could leave me either a five-star rating or a positive comment or a recommendation to let me know what you think about the show. It means so much to me. It also helps get other people to see it, gets the ratings up, and I really want this podcast to be shared by so many people because the guests have got such phenomenal, inspiring stories to share that I really believe that everyone needs to benefit and be inspired themselves by that kind of stuff. So do me a favor, as I just said, okay, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it is, leave me, please, a five-star rating or a comment. Let me know, and let's get this seen by many more people. Thanks a lot.